Greetings from the management of MuppetHub.com. We regret to inform you that the following episode of Let's Talk Muppets is lacking in the professional quality for which MuppetHub.com is known. This, of course, is the result of the curse of Kristen Newman. Kristen Newman, as you may know, is the comedy writer known for her work on Everybody Loves How I Met That 70s Cullivant, and is now the new showrunner for The Moppets on ABC. Please note that during the recording of her first episode of The Moppets, multiple performers got food poisoning, which is clearly a sign from God and or Sam Harris that Kristen Newman brings a curse. We also have reason to believe that there may be multiple Kristen Newmans, so please be aware of your surroundings at all times and let this podcast serve as a warning so you don't let Kristen Newman happen to you. Oh, God, woman, what have you done? I saved a penguin. He was homeless, deadly, living on that frozen beach. He didn't have a coat, he didn't have a hat. But he does have a poncho, I see. His name is Gloria Stefan. It was the only Spanish name I could think of in the momento. No. Now, don't stop. Let go. Cease. Desist. Miss Piggy, I need to have a word Kelly, with you, please. Kelly, who does me, pequeña rana? What? She thinks she can speak Spanish now. Huh? It's a nightmare. A nightmare. <clears throat> All right. Well, well uh, listen, Piggy. Uh, I am going to be drawing some better boundaries between my work and personal life, so tonight I will be leaving at 8 sharp because I am running a charity 5K with Denise in the morning. That's wonderful, Kermit. It is? See? If I learned anything from my travels, it's that work-life balance is so important. And good for you for running for charity. My cause is saving the penguins. Like this one I brought back in my cosmetics tote. Well, gee, I'm really happy you went to Argentina, Piggy. This was a great talk. All good news. Bad news, Kermit. Huh? The network president stopped by and wants to talk to all of us. Uh-oh. Hmm. Well, that was perfectly timed. Oh, thank you so much. You know, I've been working on my comedic entrances in my improv class. <clears throat> Haven't gotten to exits yet? No. No. When the Muppet Show is over, you know where to go. Come on down to Ralph's Tavern and let's talk Muppets. Hello and welcome to Ralph's Tavern. On the menu today, we've got burned hamburgers, a toast and a roast, and more. Today's house special is Swine Song, the 11th episode of The Muppets on ABC. Joining us this week are Steve Swanson from The Muppet Cast and Jared Fairclough from The Muppet Mindset. And now here's your host, J.D. Hansel. And just like that, in no time at all, Bob's your uncle, or Ange, because you respect his life choices, we are back with another episode of Let's Talk Muppets, The Muppet Review Show. How's everyone been doing? How was your holiday break? How was your January? Feel free to talk back to the podcast like you're an insane person right now. Great! I liked that too. It's good to be back, but uh, in a way I'm not really back. I've actually found it quite difficult to continue making trips out to California to record the show from Ralph's Tavern. Uh, but I made it out there every episode thus far just because I think it adds an extra something special to the podcast. Steve Swanson, however, uh, gave up on coming to the tavern after a few episodes because apparently thousands of dollars on something nobody can ever know about is a waste of money. Well, 
Uh, for his convenience, I have changed locations to a room at Jim Henson's Alma Mater, Mater, however you say it, the University of Maryland, from which I can actually see the statue of Jim Henson and Kermit the Frog right now. Well, not right now, because it's 9 p.m. and it's too dark outside, but once it gets lighter, I have a great view of something just as muppetational as Ralph's Tower. Oh, that must be Steve calling right now. Perfect. Hello, Steve. How is everyone's favorite Muppet podcast co-host doing today? I'm right here, you know. I could hear everything you were saying. That was hurtful. Don't go playing games with me. I have a format. <laughs> I have a plan. And you expect me to play along with this. Have you learned nothing? Hi, JD. How are you? I'm doing all right. You know, I was just talking to the listeners, and apparently you were listening in. I was just talking to the listeners about how I've moved the location of Let's Talk Muppets to a place in your time zone, just a few states down, so now you can join me in person again. It's Well, it's funny you say that, because it's not going to be in my time zone for very long, but we can certainly do this for now. Do you think you can make it to the University of Maryland soon? Well, I, you know, I can probably hop a flight, yes. If, you, you've, if you've already, you know what, you did me the favor of at least sending me a picture of you with the statue, even though I had to coerce you to do it, but you did it, and I, I appreciate that. That was, that was very nice. You went out in the middle of a snowstorm, trudged out in your little green t-shirt and shorts, and, and took a picture, and I was, it was nice. Yeah, sure, let's go with that. That's exactly what happened. Let's go with that. Yeah. Let's do okay. that. Okay. Yeah. All yeah. right, Steve, what have you been up to lately? Uh, well, I have, um, you know, it's, it's been, it's been really great. Uh, I've been out to California once and, and you didn't join Florida. me to record at Ralph's Tavern. No, I didn't. I didn't join you then. Um, but, uh, I've been doing a lot of work on the Muppet cast and getting things ready for the tournament. Uh, I hired a branding expert to help me out. So, uh, so now my, my name is still Steve, but I, I spell it. Uh, well, closer to the way it, it actually sounds, S-T-Y-X. Ah, so, naturally. Yeah, naturally, yes. Right, that makes yes. perfect sense. Yes, but it's been, it's been really great. Uh, I've been really enjoying the comeback uh, and the lead up to it, and then, of course, the episode we're going to talk about tonight. I think it's fantastic, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go. All right, got any fun plans coming up? No. Great. Well, that's it. I'm moving on to a more interesting person to talk to then. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us via Skype all the way from a very far away foreign place known as the Muppet Mindset, it's Jared Fairclough, everyone. Welcome back to the show. It's a pleasure to be back. Thank you for having me. <laughs> you think it's a pleasure. Anyway, uh, well, let's get the last bit of housekeeping out of the way so we can get things started. You guys, well, not you guys, you but You talked to me for five minutes. You didn't ask him a single question. It's fine. It's fine. I just sat here listening to you to oh my God. arm bones, thinking, well, you know, it is like the afternoon. I should be eating lunch right now. But that's fine. <laughs> I, look, I didn't have a bit prepared for Jared because he hasn't been as difficult for me to work with as Steve. So I don't have quite as much comedy to work in there. OK, I don't know what you're talking about, J.D. I'm sorry, Jared. How how was your break? It was fantastic. I didn't really uh, do a lot. Uh, I went camping over New Year and it was awful. And uh, I left two days early, so that's fine. Okay. Do you have any interesting plans coming up? No. Wow, we uh, are such... This is such, boring We are no, wait, such you went, boring You went out people. to California recently, right? I went out to uh, California about two months ago. And you didn't oh, okay. visit me at Ralph's Tavern. I Well, I went to Ralph's Tavern. You weren't there. Yeah, he's we the one have, of the three yeah, of us, J.D., we, who's actually we, really been we, there. So. We have got to coordinate our schedules quite a bit better than... <laughs> 
Good heavens. All right. Well, anyway, moving on, as I was trying to say, the listeners can contact me by emailing me, me at MuppetHub.com, and following me on Twitter at JD11PC. Follow along with Let's Talk Muppets on the Let's Talk Muppets Twitter page, at New Muppet Show, and like us on Facebook at MuppetHub.com slash Facebook. That's most of it, but I should also probably mention our YouTube channel, which is not going to be very busy um, (laughs) for a while, because... I'll explain it later, but I'm sort of doing something of a semi-boycott of YouTube, so full episodes of Let's Talk Muppets aren't going to be there for a while, which means I get to use pretty much whatever material I want in this episode of the podcast without worrying about copyrighty stuff, which is awesome, and I love that. Mm, great. Oh, and by the way, I should mention that everyone can go to jdhansel.com and click on Podcasts if you want to hear a little something that Steve and I recorded on Star Wars. Actually, to make it even easier... MuppetHub.com slash Star Wars will take you directly to that podcast episode. If you have the time. Oh, that's right. Yes. That was, and, but everyone, you should listen to that. That, and I'm, I'm going to say this in all seriousness, JD, that was some of your finest work. Thank you very much. I appreciate you that. You are welcome, sir. That and, was some and well of, earned. That was well some earned. of your finest work as well. Why, thank you as well. Topped yes, the first was, seven we, years of your podcast. We had a lot of fun. Well, we were looking for an excuse to just get on, because, I mean, the, the TV show had already gone on hiatus. And we still, we were used to getting together once a week and recording something, and we didn't have an excuse, so we made up an excuse to keep doing this, and it was so much fun. So yes, everyone needs to go out and listen to that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pretend I heard it. I listened to it. Um, it was great. It was. Fantastic. Wasn't it fantastic? Thank you. Oh, yes. The bit where and the bit where you said that thing. Oh. With the thing and the music and the guy. Yes, the guy was great, by the way. It was fantastic. Jared, what did you think about how Frank Oz said he loves Jar Jar Binks? it It was a surprise, but really, I think he made some good points. See, you might be thinking that I totally made that up, but Frank Oz has actually said that. Oh, really? I'm yeah. not making that <laughs> yes, up. We're actually not That's kidding about that, that one. That actually was discussed in the podcast episode because he really did say that. Okay, well, I guess I really am going to have to. You have to. MuppetHub.com slash Star Wars. <laughs> check it out uh, and send your feedback. Okay, gentlemen, are you ready to jump into the first Let's Talk Muppets segment of 2016? Yes, I was let's do it. 15 minutes ago. Yeah, well, sorry about that, Jared. Yeah, you kind of were. It's, it's way after the time when we were supposed to start recording. So let's move on to our first segment, First Impressions. Me, 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 first Impressions. So, this segment is pretty self-explanatory. Everyone just gives your first impressions on this brand new episode of The Muppets on ABC. Jared, would you like to start, or should I make Steve go first? No, I can start. Look, I really, really enjoyed it. Um... And obviously with this whole retool thing, I was really interested to see which way they were going to go. And really, I don't think it was overly much different uh, than the show's been in the last few episodes, uh, which I think is a good thing because I think too much of a change would have been a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, I, I can agree to that. I think that it was really interesting um, trying to see if you could spot what changes were made by the Newman, Kristen, new showrunner. I mean, the the new showrunner, Kristen Newman. I'm going to mix those up a lot. Um, But I can't really tell what exactly her involvement was. This is the management of MuppetHub.com. We now know that Kristen Newman's main contribution was the curse of Kristen Newman. 
Please note that this is the first time when any of our podcasters mentioned Kristen Newman, and consequently, Steve Swanson's audio quality is inexplicably poop from now on. But I'm glad that it stayed roughly the same. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of people were expecting it to change drastically, which annoyed me online because I mean a lot of people thought this show was gonna become just up like with this kidney. A lot of people thought it was gonna completely revert back to the Muppet show. And so I think it was nice that they just made little slight changes, definitely improvements as well. But improvements that weren't gonna change the show in a completely unrecognizable way. Because I mean look at the last few episodes, like episode nine and ten, and they were fantastic and they were exactly what the show should be. And I think these changes are just going to build on that. And I think we'll be getting episodes of that caliber a lot more often. That is fantastic. And I'm so glad that you feel that way because I want to feel that way as well. And I really want hope that this show is going to keep getting better and better and better, even though it's already really, really awesome. Steve, your rebuttal. Uh, my first impression of this episode um Uncle Deadly completely stole the show, and that's not the first time I've said that. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. I see what you did. Yeah, that was actually really good. Steve, well done. Thank I, you I would much. applaud you, but the mic would peak so bad. <laughs> so, so bad. Um, it probably already is. I have my mic settings set weird and can't really check them as thoroughly as I'd like to right now. Um, you know, I kind of, I'm, I'm kind of with you on, I'm not exactly sure what changed drastically but i think that's a good thing because if it came back and it was a completely different thing um that would be weird that would just be too much of a change i think we all want some changes but it's better that they use this whole situation of gee the show's maybe not doing so well and maybe we do need to change a couple things and they're they're using that as the story arc to i think gradually introduce that i mean um we had we had a lot that's indicative of changes that are coming without just throwing them all up against the wall. Yeah, yeah, I see that, I see that. So, um, don't you kind of miss Bob Cushel, though? Oh, yeah, I, I, I really do. And you know what? He was he was great for the show in a lot of different ways. Um, he reached out to the fans quite a lot. Mm -hmm. um, it was pretty common for him to be, you know, tweeting with a, a lot of different people. So he was... I do miss him uh, in that respect. And what, of course, what he contributed to the script. I mean, it wasn't all bad. It really wasn't. Uh, there were, if there were some things that they decided they needed to make changes on, okay, fine. And, and good luck. And I, I hope everything's going to work fine. And I'm sure it is. But yeah, I do miss Bob Cushel a little bit. Sure. Yeah. It's a shame they had to go and kill him off like that. Well, anyway. I know. It's really sad. I know. Darndest thing. It's I mean, that violent, too. Yeah, I yeah, well, yeah. I mean, look, I understand, you know, letting him go and changing a new showrunner, and I can kind of understand why they excommunicated him and deported him. But when it came to the point when they flogged him to death, I thought that was just a bit too far, even it, even for Disney. Yes, I know. Yes, yes, and with celery, no less. I mean, that's the real kicker. So it's, it's it's a shame, but you know what? I think that what we're still seeing, even in that, is Disney trying to do what is best ultimately for the Muppets as um, as a franchise, as a family, as, well, a lot of different things. Um, yes, yes. But I think we can move on right now to everyone's favorite segment, Correcting Kim. Let's go! 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 Let's go!
Okay, here is the official story synopsis from ABC.com, and we're going to get to comment on it and chastise it along the way. This will be fun, I hope. Oh, come on, with the three of us together, this is going to be fun, right? I have actually missed Kim. I have missed Kim, can I, too. Can I say that? Oh, yeah, Kim has been such a big part of my life. Without her, I am just so, so lost. I mean, in a way, she's still sort of been with us, screwing up the end credits of The Muppets, crediting The Muppet Show theme as The Muppets Show theme. Plural, yes. Yes, yes I understand that. You saw yeah. that? I did see that. I saw someone posted a screenshot, yep. which I would have missed if I didn't see that. Yeah. Wow. I can't <laughs> believe it. Uh, that blasted Kim, but I have kind of missed her, so it's good to have her back. Let's go with yeah. the official story synopsis right now. The whole crew just returned from hiatus, and everyone is rested, recharged, and ready to get back to work. But when a brand, uh, when a new branding guru, and I cannot pronounce this actor's name, I'm so sorry, um, comes in to revamp Ablate, the gang rallies together and realizes that they don't need gimmicks and hijinks, they just need each other and a couple of familiar tunes to get them back on track. Oh my gosh, I'm at the end of the synopsis already. Well, that's that's this Kim's has been whole fun. that's Kim's whole synopsis. Um, it's done here. Well, what do I do? That's, that's usually the bulk of the show. Yeah, um, I'm not sure what we're gonna do here. Uh, the Muppet Wiki, the Muppet Wiki. Let's see. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll look right. at their plot description. Um, after the whole crew returns from hiatus, the network president makes them. Uh, have a huge new branding guru. I didn't know that the branding guru was huge. I didn't think Pache was particularly gigantic, but whatever. Well, his, his client list. Oh, it doesn't say huge. I'm sorry. I misread that. It does not say huge. I don't know how oh. I misread that. There is a mistake here because the word the is capitalized, even though it's the second word in the sentence, so there's no reason for it to be. But moving right along, Pache, revamp, up late with Miss Piggy. So the gang rallies together and does their own thing, and Key and Peel help. Denise suspects that Kermit may still have feelings for Piggy, uh, plus Piggy brings home a penguin with whom Uncle Deadly creates a bond with, and that's the end of that plot synopsis. What are we going to do, Steve? You know, that's interesting, though, because um, there's a lot of research done by uh, my girlfriend Amy, and she actually let me know after Googling a lot of stuff that there's actually a lot of ice down in the south of Argentina, which I don't think of ice when I think of Argentina, do you? I do not. No, but uh, apparently there's quite a bit of it, and there are penguins that are being displaced. I had no I had no clue of any of this, but like the writers actually used all of this. It's, it's kind of clever. That's, they would have just like become a thing for the show, you know, for me. That but, is uh, yes. so. Are, are there any penguins where you live, Jared? Uh, actually, about uh, a forty-five minute drive away. There's uh, every night at about six o'clock, a whole lot of penguins come in, and it's become a giant tourist attraction now. Wow. Okay. What stinks is that I can't tell whether or not you're messing with me. I am one hundred percent. That is totally honest with you. I'm as I'm telling as. True as it is that Frank Oz likes Jar Jar Binks. Okay, all right. I have to take your word for it then. Okay. Yeah, you, you have to believe that. And I am sending you this clip on YouTube, by the way. Or, Jared, I'll just send you the link to oh the whole gosh. podcast if you ever get the chance to listen to that. Um, it's so great. It's so. Uh, so um, let's do our best to remember this plot and see what we can do. Okay. So this little baby penguin, huh? Okay, that's not how the episode starts. The episode. Oh, yeah. The episode starts. The episode. We gotta do. We have oh, to. So we have. We've got to do our own. We have to be Kim. Oh God. I am become Kim. 
Oh no. We we have to do this now, and we have to use the same spelling I mean, and I grammar we've errors. Like made fun of her all the time, but we've kind of relied on Kim. We've been very dependent on Kim, and now uh, she's gone. Okay. I think she's had enough of our crap and has just decided not to help us with making fun of her anymore. So we got to do this on our own. So anyway, okay. Right. So the episode begins with a bunch of the guys talking about. Uh, what their breaks were like, which seems like it was actually only one week for them. So I don't know where this takes place in the timeline, but they acted as though the break was just one week. Maybe people were just on vacation for one week or something. I don't know. I don't know. Point is, um, Yolanda came back with crazy hair, which I loved. Um, and I love Gonzo's bit about how no one asked him what he did on vacation. Uh, but what's interesting is when Yolanda asks Rizzo and Pepe about their vacation... <laughs> You'll notice that they cut to an interview shot uh, in which Rizzo and Pepe are standing basically in the same place, but they've switched places. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, they... No, they, me either. Really? Yeah, they... No, the only thing I noticed about that was that uh, Pepe going, uh, didn't have, like, a break in it. So, obviously, the audio is only from one. That's... And yeah. both See, that's the weird thing about it. Clearly, there's been a cut there, and they're trying to highlight... The documentary style of going cutting to an interview there, it, which was done much must have been done at a later time that was meant to look like the same time because now the characters are switched. So I think they purposefully were trying to, you know, show that off to poke fun at this documentary style. But the audio track was exactly the same, which totally threw me. It, it was, was a weird cut. It's yeah. a really weird cut. Either that, or there was some amazing audio editing there. Or just a miraculous uh, vocal performance from Bill in which he just kept holding that as they switched around places and the camera and just kept holding it and holding it and holding it so they could cut perfectly. Yeah. That would be something yeah. quite amazing, even for, even for someone as amazingly talented as Mr. Bill Beretta. Yes. Um, so when they get to Miss Piggy's interview about her... At this time, the memory card in JD's microphone ran out of memory. Really, this is no joke, this actually happened. So now we fast forward to when he finally got his microphone working again. Let's see here. So I'm, I'm going re to reread this, and then maybe I'll find some way to edit it all in. Oh, um, good luck. Yep. I, I know. This is going to be a huge challenge, but, well, whatever. I'll, I'll work with it. Okay. When they get to Miss Piggy's interview about her trip to Argentina... You'll notice New Zealand walking in the background to the left of the screen. Then he thinks for a second and turns around to go the other way. <laughs> yeah. Now, is it now this is the first episode in which um I really paid attention to New Zealand's outfit there and his checkered wait, and my mic's being weird again. It's saying low battery. I know I've got low battery. I'm plugged in, you fool, so I should have power. Oh my gosh. Uh-oh. <sighs> okay, I'm hoping that I'm going to get through this. Worst case scenario, I have to switch over and actually record this on my phone with my phone's crummy audio. So I'm going to start that phone recording. Wait, my phone's almost out of battery. Come on! <laughs> JD, I, yeah. I don't think this is, is going to happen tonight, buddy. We can, we can do this. I am going to get through this. Okay. I will make this work. All right. But a lot of this stuff that I would ordinarily put in the outtakes reel is going to have to go into the actual podcast or else none of this will make sense. 
I would agree with that, yeah. Okay. All right. Are you guys still with me? Are you ready to keep going? I mean, I'm, I'm still here, yeah. I'm okay. waiting for the building that you are sitting in uh, to collapse. That's pretty much the only other thing that can go wrong at this point. Uh-huh. Well, let's move right along. So, Miss Piggy brings back this little penguin. And here's the thing about Gloria. Does this penguin not seem store-bought to anyone else? Oh, uh, look, it's it's probably a less muppety looking penguin, but I think the effects would have been different had they used an actual Muppet penguin. Yeah. I think they needed to make it like a small little cute fluffy one rather As- than... You know, rather than the one we're used to seeing. Yeah, because, I mean, we know what Muppet penguins look like. This needs to look different. And it does. And it does. So I it think looks it, cute. It looks adorable. It does work better than your... Um, for this kind of thing, it does work better than your usual Muppet penguin. Yeah. Um, this was the right way to go. That being said... I still think it could have been made in such a way that it didn't seem like someone just cut a hole in the bottom of a plush doll. Because that's kind of the feeling I was getting. Okay. Is anyone else feeling this, or is it just me? No, I think you're alone on that one. Okay. You. All right. I'm being too critical again. Okay. Uh, We need, like, a little jingle for that when JD's being too critical. And if any... You can write that one, yeah. If any of my technology were working, I'd say let's do it. If I had access to my keyboard, I'd say let's do it. But I don't. I am um, musically cut off at the moment because of various complicated circumstances. Oh, boy, this just keeps getting more and more fun. So anyway, I am very, very thankful that Deadly has been kept in the show and has retained his prominence and this new personality that he has, thanks to Matt Vogel. It has been wonderful and when the penguin pulls on his, for lack of a better term, face tentacle, his delivery is so freaking perfect. That's one of his best moments in the show thus far. And this is freaking deadly we're talking about. He's definitely become, I think, one of the stars of the show. Which mm-hmm. is surprising. I mean, you think about it, you would never have thought five years ago Uncle Deadly would be one of the best characters in a TV show. It's so true. to have him and to have Matt playing him so well and, you know, this weird, campy, but creepy personality. Uh, yeah, I love it. I think it's fantastic. Yes, absolutely. He, he's retained some of the old stuff, the um, the drama there and the eeriness, like when he uh, backs away from, who was it, Scooter or Kermit or somebody? going Kermit when he says that it's a nightmare. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Oh. A nightmare. A nightmare. Yeah. I, I so, knew at that point, and that was only like 30 seconds into the, no, not that. But it was it was very, very close to the beginning of the show. It was still the cold open, I think. Yeah. And uh, that's when I knew everything's going to be okay. Because I was, that, that was probably one of the biggest laughs for me for Deadly of the whole night. Not that every laugh wasn't a huge laugh. He always just makes me smile. But yeah. when he backs away and says, a nightmare. Oh, I lost it. It's true. That is most definitely one of the really, really great moments in this show. Um, Because, oh, gosh, I love Deadly so much. It's his job to take care of Piggy now. It's not so much Kermit's. And he gets exasperated by the job in in such a different way than Kermit does. Mm -hmm. It's, yeah, it's great. Miss Piggy basically ruins everyone around her is the point of that, I think. 
Yeah, that's pretty much the premise of the entire Muppet franchise. Yes. This piggy ruins everyone she touches. Yes. Uh, the three and a half minutes it takes to get through the cold open do feel pretty long to me, but it, it may have just felt like they took a long time to get to the opening theme just because the theme song comes after a long, awkward pause from Deadly and Scooter. Yes. Which, by the way, I thought that was a clever moment because when when Scooter came in and cut off, well, interrupted Kermit there and, you know, said the exact opposite of what Kermit said. Forgive me for forgetting the line, but I don't have Kim's help. Stupid Kim. I was feeling that's kind of cheesy. That, that, that's so overdone. But then when they add the commentary on it and say that he had been practicing his comedic in, uh, entrances, then I'm like, okay, no, I'm allowing it. That's fine. You're good. Mm-hmm. You're good. I approve. Totally approve. Um, so what do you guys think of the changes to the intro? I, yeah, I don't know that it's overly necessary, but that would just me. I think the only the only change I really noticed was the very, very end of it, right? Where it used to be Kermit, like, Piggy comes in and takes whatever Kermit has uh, because she's the last person that does. I think that's what everyone does through the, that whole little segment. And so instead of Kermit kind of being on his own and saying, let's get started, or time to get things started. Uh, now it's Piggy with him, and that's yeah. kind of telegraphing what's going to happen, and, and that's fine. But I mean, yeah, that's the only difference, right? That's, it's that's it's it. weird because at first glance, it looks like the opening theme is exactly the same. Yeah. Um, but I think I think there are a few changes that they may have made throughout it. They may have had to reshoot a lot of that stuff. But yeah, at the end, when um, instead of Miss Piggy taking the last coffee that Kermit wanted. It's Miss Piggy bringing Kermit a coffee because no one else left any for him. Yeah. It's really an interesting moment that makes Miss Piggy a lot more caring than I have ever seen her before and suggests See, I'd, her... Sorry, I'd, I'd need to rewatch. I think, the opening because I know especially with at least the first 10 episodes, the old opening, it always bothered me because there were more mugs there and Kermit could have just got himself another one. Sure, that one got stolen, but there was more. And I don't know whether or not they changed that, but they used to always bother me a little bit. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. There, yeah. There's, there's a lot of stuff that you could really rewatch to, not you specifically, Jared, but all of us could really rewatch to see a closer look at because there are so many little details in this series. Now, I don't know why I find it so amusing when the uh, network exec says um, they should think of Pache as the dad of the family, and Animal goes, "Daddy." <laughs> oh, that's funny. That was a great line, too. It's such Think of a... Think him as one of the family, but the dad. The dad, yeah. <laughs> um, so, Animal's interesting in this episode. I like that. And one of my favorite little moments in this episode that you might... Someone could easily miss this for viewing, I think, even though it's 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 not anything hidden by any means. Um, it's just kind of not making a big deal of itself. Um, Fozzie tries to make the noises with his mouth, realizes he can, and goes, oh, I am so fired. And Pache very positively responds with thumbs up, yes. Uh-huh, yeah. And then I really enjoyed Key and Peel in this episode, and now I want to buy their oven mitts, hashtag save Key and Peel's mitts. Uh, okay. Do you have a better hashtag, Steven? No, I just didn't think Key and Peel contributed. I mean, they are popular comedians. And yes. they were in this episode, uh, but they were not particularly funny to me in this episode. They were just two guys who were freaked out by Pache. See, I disagree with that because I'm not a big Please fan do. of Team Peel. I'm not a fan of Team Peel in general. I, find, I found their sketch show very, very hit and miss. Yeah. Um, 
But oddly, I actually really enjoyed them in this episode, hmm. which was strange because as soon as I heard that ring, I'm like, oh, those guys, really? At this time, the battery in JD's microphone finally ran out. But the way they were used where it wasn't a big sort of, they weren't in the episode a lot. It wasn't like, you know, Reese Witherspoon or Chelsea Handler or anything like that. It was nice little, you know, 30 seconds in one scene and maybe 15 seconds in another. I think that was just the right amount. That they were still funny, but didn't overstay their welcome. That definitely, they, they certainly did not overstay their welcome. I, I agree with you there. Fight, yes. fight, 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 fight. No, okay. Moving on. All of Deadly's quotes about, um, that's not the first time I've said that. Uh, they make me really, really, really want to see what the heck happened between Uncle Deadly and the real Gloria Estefan. What is the story here? Is there oh any gosh. way she can come on the show so they can shoot this? I know I it's funny like if she, she doesn't. I feel like, though, she could. I know uh, she, just today, uh, she's been very, very uh, receptive of the whole Gloria Estefan penguin. Uh, she tweeted Kermit, saying how honored she was. She tweeted Tough Pigs yeah. to say that she loved it. So I don't think it's unrealistic that she, because she's definitely aware of it and she loves it. So she could turn up at some point. But I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe Deadly and, uh, and Gloria Estefan used to be roommates or something awful like that. That is far more likely, I think, than what JD is thinking. Hmm. Yeah. What do you think, JD? I don't know what I was thinking, really. I don't know. I'm because, just... I mean, there's definitely no relationship. Uh, with it, let's face it, Uncle Deadly's quite campy, and I think you know he's of the opposite persuasion. Uh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Moving on. Um, <laughs> you're, yeah, you're right. I I uh, I did not need to see some of the things Miss Piggy did in her Miley outfit. Oh, I love the Miley outfit. That was very funny. See, yeah. I wasn't. I, uh, I didn't get a. I didn't get a good laugh out of that scene at all. The only thing that really amused me about it was the look on Janice's face when she was watching Piggy and was just so into it. She, I did you that. see Animal's face? I missed Animal's face. Animal was like, he was glaring at her the same way that he would glare at, say, Rita Moreno. Oh, it was oh, really? very funny at a certain level. Yeah. I loved uh, I loved Scooter's line when you know Piggy walks in and goes, "Doesn't this make me look young?" And Scooter just goes, "No, no, <laughs> no." That made me laugh, and it was probably the third viewing that I realized Piggy was twerking at one point. How do you that uh, uh, first time I watched it when I was watching it? Well, quote unquote live, I was like, "No, no, 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 no! Don't do that! Stop it, Piggy! Stop it! No, no twerking! No, no!" But I think it's meant to show just how old she actually is. I mean, no one knows how old Piggy is. But I think she's meant to be, you know, over the hill by this point. It's... Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh boy. Oh, that was kind of frightening. But then the Muppets start playing the Muppet Show theme. Um, and I liked the scene a lot. But Kermit's commentary afterward gave me a bit of a cheap kids movie vibe, which I did not enjoy. Um, I think I know where you're going. I, I felt yeah. that cheap kids movie vibe again um, when Pache revealed he'd gotten rid of Cam Peel. Like, there was always kind of this... Well, actually, no. To be more specific... To be more specific, I was feeling a little bit of... Um, it's a very, very Muppet Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. I felt like we had that kind of an antagonist at work, or multiple antagonists in that vein, um, 
that were really talking down to the Muppets, and the Muppets kind of had to prove their worth. And so, for me, that part of the story was not working too well. I get why they had to do it, but it wasn't quite working for me. Um, and so, I'm not. Sorry, I'm just. I'm not. I don't really think Pache is going to be necessary in the future. I think he's sort of already like he's being used up. He's shown you stick. Yeah. And I don't think he needs to stick around. And I'm not sure. I can't remember whether or not they said he was going to be a recurring character. I know um, the head of the network, Lucy, will be. Well, that's uh, fine. I know she's definitely in next week's episode. But, I, yeah, I'm not overly sure that Pache is really needed anymore. I think he's run his course and now he needs to go away. Agreed. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yes. Death to pizza. I mean Pache. Maybe they'll do the same thing to him that they did to Bob, though. That would not be good. To who? Bob. Bob Cushel. You've already forgotten oh, him. Bob oh, oh, yes, they're going to go beat him with So them. sad that he's already been forgotten. Oh, goodness, I feel so bad for the guy. we got to start a movement. we got to start an online petition oh, to resurrect you were going Bob in. Cushel. And that's all I need to say about that. Um, so anyway, when we come back to the Muppets after the... Actually, first, let's talk about the scene when the Muppets are all doing the Muppet Show theme. Can I get everyone's thoughts on this? You guys are so quiet. It's amazing. I feel I feel like this has been a very, very I'm waiting, quiet... I'm episode. waiting for Steve to talk, and Steve's waiting for me to talk. Oh, I'm still waiting for the building to collapse, but... Um, no, it was fine. It was, you know, it, it did make me smile. Um, in fact, it's probably one of my favorite moments, and... You know, they, they said, we want to bring more elements from, or more feel from the old Muppet show back. Well, hey, there's one way to do it. Let's do the theme song. And they did it fine. It was, um, it was the way that they, you know, were supposed to do it if they were going to do it here. I don't know. I don't really have a whole lot of eloquent feelings I, about it other than I liked it. I wonder if the effect was lost a little bit because I think it was just last week they released a YouTube video pretty much doing exactly the same thing. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought. And so yeah. I think, yeah, so I think the effect was lessened because of that video. I think had they even waited to release that video to this week after the episode aired, a lot more people would be talking about it. But I just, I feel like, you know, oh, well, we saw that last week. We don't really need to see it again. It did serve as a good moment to, to show, like, you know, we are going to be turning a corner. We're, it, it, I mean, it was a clear signal. We're going to be doing more stuff like we did on the old Muppet show. Um, and Kermit sees that and, oh, hey, yeah, we, that's what we should do, Piggy. And so I'm hoping that that is actually the catalyst for more Muppet show-like things to happen and not just a, hey, here's how we can kill a minute and a half of this episode. Yeah, I was feeling like it was a little bit shoehorned in. That being said, I did like it. It was kind of a neat yeah. moment. That's right. Uh, they also filmed that about eight times. Yes. I believe that, yes. Jared, uh, you were around yeah. when they were shooting a lot of this episode, weren't you? I was. I was uh, just off screen during that uh, during that piece. Were you Didn't you co-write this episode with Ryan Dozier? I did. <laughs> okay. I did. Uh, I, I, I didn't... He friended me. Oh, I'm such a jerk. I thought I recognized some Muppet mindset writing in this episode. Just a weekly Muppet Wednesday slotted in there. Ah, that's what it was, yes. Uh, but they filmed that originally, I think, in full about eight times. 
just to get different angles and stuff like that. And then I think they filmed probably another, I'd say five or six that cut off for different reasons. Um, like at one point, Phil Beretta's, uh microphone wasn't working and then his speed wasn't working so he couldn't hear what was going on. Uh, but a lot of the reason they cut it off was Eric Jacobson. He was playing Animal for that scene. And he, in the best way possible, is a perfectionist. If he did one tiny thing that he didn't like and thought was off, that no one would ever notice, he stopped the scene and went, nah, let's do it again. And it really just showed his work ethic. And it was amazing to watch. Wow, the performer who's behind Miss Piggy, Fozzie, and Animal being a perfectionist? I can't even imagine that. <laughs> Sorry, someone had to say it. Someone had to say it. Does Eric- and he's also first. Yes, well, I'm focusing on the Muppet Show characters right now, but do you happen to know, since you uh, since you co-wrote this episode and are best friends with Eric Jacobson, is if he happens to be a fan of Jar Jar Binks? I, I, didn't, I didn't ask him, but uh, look, I'd assume he would be. Who isn't? Um, sure, right, who isn't? So, uh, when we come back to the Muppets after the commercial break, after that song was done, um, I think that Denise looked a heck of a lot better than she did in the first few episodes of the show. Like, even without the glasses and from different angles, her face actually somehow, in a way I can't explain, looks a lot better. And I don't know if I'm just more used to it or if they've actually gone and retooled some things there. I think you're just more used to it. Yeah, I think you're more used to it. And I think the fact that she had, like, the hair up and looked a little more, I don't know, casual, maybe? Yeah, I I think she looked better. I liked the casual look for her, actually. I thought that the hair and wardrobe really, really helped to sell the idea that she went on a 5K. Well, don't get used to her. Shut up, Steve. <laughs> Shut up. I am Team Denise all the way. And I know... I Wait, you're the... Team Denise? You were never Team Denise. What are you talking about? I was no Team Denise. No one's Team Denise. Okay, Steve, 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 Steve. I have... Are you... I think you're putting me on. No, I have always enjoyed finally seeing Kermit in a healthy relationship. Really? I thought I was very clear about this. Okay, I mean, I'm not going to tell you what your opinion was. I'm just going to tell you what I think I remember it being. But if I'm wrong, I mean, I'm willing to be wrong. As this episode showed, was it ever really a healthy relationship? It was healthier than Kermit and Piggy. Yeah, it wasn't healthy. It was just healthy. God, I have talked about this so much this past week. It's sort of it's sort of like um, <laughs> how how technically. McDonald's chicken nuggets are, in theory, better for you than McDonald's french fries, but we're still dealing with crap. That is the best... uh, That's one of the best things I've ever heard you say. (laughs) That was a great metaphor. That was really fantastic, James. Thank you. I thought of that one on the spot. I'll be here all week making stupid analogies. Um... Let's see. I'm trying to think of any other things that I loved in this episode because I really I'm out of a plot synopsis now, so I'm kind of just guessing. Well, let's here. talk about that scene a little more. That uh, one where Denise confronts Kermit and Piggy. I was also there when they filmed that scene. Oh, of course in you fact, were. I'm standing in. You can't see me, obviously, but I'm standing in Kermit's office. Oh, as that scene's happening, and that scene was originally about twice as long. Oh, I thought I thought you were down. saying that you were standing in Kermit's office right now as you're recording this. No, I wish. Oh. I, uh, no, I'm standing in Kermit's office during that scene, and yeah, they cut probably half of that scene. Originally, she walks in, sees everybody sleeping. Uh, Pepe had a line, I can't remember what it was, I think it was something like, 
about a fun run. It was like, well, if he's going to run, now would be the best time. Uh, what else? Oh, and then, yeah, and Chip, went after Piggy does that look where she's half asleep and sort of looks around, originally uh, Chip stood up wearing Miss Piggy's dreadlocks wig. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. And, just sort of, and he just sort of looked around and went, slumber party. Oh. And the first time, the first time they did it, they had to reshoot because everybody, like the crew, the cast, everyone laughed, and it completely blew the take. Oh, and so man. they had to film it again. Oh, that's amazing! And so I'm pretty sure it was. It might have been an ad lib, or it just might have been a quickly added line. And what definitely wasn't in the script. Uh, but yeah, like when I say everyone laughed, I have never seen anything like that in my life. Oh, that's awesome! Wow, just wow, that's awesome. Oh, that was, is, that had been... Everyone's a big fan of Chip, which was, it was funny, uh, during, when they were doing the Muppet Show theme, I had a headset and I was listening to all the performers talk to each other, and Dave Goals, I'm not sure who he was talking to, uh, it was a female puppeteer, but he was talking about Chip and the fact that he was amazed that Chip's become such a loves character, and the fact that he doesn't really have a grasp on the character yet, but... So many people, when they find out that he plays Chip, comes up and says Chip is one of the best characters on the show. I'm really surprised by that. I have not heard a lot of people sharing this opinion. That's... I like Chip. Uh, Chip is growing. I love Chip. Yes. Chip. Chip might be one of my favorite characters on the show. He's growing on me very gradually, but he's growing on me. Um, and he does. And I, mean, I mean, his personality is still kind of off, but that's sort of the charm of him, too. Yeah, I think that with a lot of Dave Gold's characters, if Dave's not still trying to figure out who the heck they are, then we're not going to get as good of a performance. That's probably true. That's yeah. sort of in Dave's nature to have a character yeah. like Zoot and go, I have no idea who the heck this character is, and everyone goes, well, you're doing a great job with him anyway. We love Zoot. He's the best. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, gotta love Dave Goals. He's done such a good job on this show. And such a nice guy. Have you have any of you two met him before? I have. Yeah, I... I've gotten to, to interview him. He actually came to Columbus, Ohio once, and so I got to oh, uh, sit in the conference room and interview him very early on in the Muppet cast, uh, talking about Emmett Otter. Oh, fantastic. Hmm. What about you, Jenny? Um, I very briefly was able to, I guess, shake his hand and or get his autograph once, and so, I, I mean, we didn't get the time to talk or anything, but he certainly seemed like a very nice guy. Um, he was lovely. I mean, I spoke to him, uh, Peter Lynn introduced me to him when I was on the set, and I thought, you know, he's just going to come and do the polite thing, shake the hand, say, hi, nice to meet you, and then leave. And instead, he stood there for probably 15, 20 minutes, chatting to me about the show, about Fraggle Rock, about Jim Henson, hmm. and it was almost a masterclass in that 20 minutes of filmmaking, and if I was ever to work with these people that would be the conversation I remember because he talked about, you know, their work ethic. He talked about how he relates to the director and how the director needs to be collaborative with the performers as well, which they haven't always had. And so it was just a really interesting 15, 20 minutes, and it was so nice to be treated as a friend rather than a fan, which I thought was really, very really sweet. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. That's a very special story. I'm so glad that you've become best friends with Dave Goals. And he's living in Dave your Goals, basement. Dave Whitmire and me, we're all best buddies. They're both in my basement, but right. uh, they're not there willingly. Yeah. Oh, 
Oh, oh, oh boy. Mm. Uh, Maybe that's what happened to Bob. Anyway, moving on, moving on. Or that's what happened to Kim. Oh, this keeps getting scarier and scarier and scarier, you guys. I'm telling you, this whole thing is just going to come crashing down, folks. You mean the building I'm in, don't you see? I know this is awful. I know it's awful. Just stick with me because it's all about to end, I promise. Okay. Anyway. Sorry, may may I interject? Oh, please. If it's okay, but I mean, while we're talking about me on the set and we've already gone past the Muppet Show uh, theme uh, spot, I was there when they filmed that and also when they filmed Kermit and Piggy talking at the door. In fact, as they're talking at the door, I'm nowhere to rely about less than six foot away from Kermit's head. I was right in the middle of the action as that scene was filmed. But when I was watching it, I was quite surprised because... You watch the actual episode and you watch that 90-second scene. You've got the Muppet Show theme song. You've got Kermit and Pity talking. And you've got Key and Peele interrupting and having a chat. That one 90-second thing was filmed over three days. That's not all at once. Wow. How was that? Why was it? What was going on here? Well, so the first day I went was a Tuesday. They were doing the Muppet Show scat. And what had happened on the Monday night, I believe, uh, four of the performers had gone out for dinner. So there was uh, Peter Lins, Steve Whitmire, Tyler Bunch, and I think maybe they are David Rudman had gone out for dinner, I think, or eating something. And all four of them had terrible food poisoning. That's to the point wow. where to the point where Peter wasn't even really performing that day. Like he was meant to be my tour guy for the day, and he spent about. 15 minutes would be very, very sweet in that 15 minutes, but he was extremely sick. So when I went again on the Friday, uh, which was sort of the main day I was there, they had to change their shooting schedule around because Steve had gotten so sick, he'd had a day off. I think um, David Rodman had had a day off, and now Bill Beretta had also gotten sick, and he had the Friday off, so he wasn't there that day. Oh, my gosh. This is crazy. It sounds like... There is a curse of the, upon this episode of The Muppets that makes everything go wrong for the Muppet performers and everything go wrong for me, J.D. Hansel of MuppetHub.com. This is well, that's, that's, that, that's one way to look at it. <laughs> yeah, that's the way I look it, at it. It uh, certainly is. What do, yeah. we, what, do we think of, what do we think of their closing country song? Okay, let's talk about that song. Go for it, Stephen. Uh, have either of you actually heard... The real song, the real version of that. No, I have not. I've heard a bit of it because, Steve, you told me I had to. I, I told J.D. he had to. He, um, he held me at wow. gunpoint. It's kind of a racy little tune. Yeah, now, yeah. They rewrote the lyrics uh, to work for this show, which I think is very much in line with what they would do for The Muppet Show anyway. Right, They would take all these things and kind of be fun and subversive and do like the Muppet version of, of something that maybe isn't all that Muppety in nature, which is really kind of exactly what this song did. <laughs> um, and, and they did a great job. I had to actually watch it a couple times to really... Um, I didn't really love it the first time I saw it, I guess, but the more I watched it, it's like, oh, this is... Yeah, this is supposed to kind of reignite the spark between Kermit and Picky and... I, both of them are kind of denying it okay, and that's going to float us the next six weeks to the end of the first uh, season when, boom, they're back together again. That's fine. 
But it, it's it's a very funny song. If you haven't heard it, uh, you should probably go take a listen to it, Jared. All right, I will do that once we finish up here. Okay. I I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, it's nice and nice to have them sing together again and to have that spark between them sort of show up again. I think it's more... It's just weird listening to the performers do a, like, southern accent while they're singing it. Uh, yeah. It just... It put me... It's, yeah, it's a little off-putting. And, like, that's just a total personal selfish thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't know whether or not it was needed. I think they could have just done it as is, as per normal. It would have worked just as well. Like, having not heard the song, uh, do they actually, you know, does the... Who sings, sings it? John Prime or someone like that? John Prine is the uh, the songwriter and the main singer. I forget who joins him as the female they, vocalist. Do they sing with like a southern accent during the song? Well, John Prine kind of has a southern accent anyway, so yeah. Okay, so like they might it's, obviously it's very there. much like American folk country kind of thing. Yeah, it's a it's very okay. much a country song, I think, in some ways, and so that's why they were doing the southern accents. But yeah, that southern accent really weirded me out. Wait a minute. Maybe that's what the dispute between um, Bob Cushel and Bill Prady was about. Just about whether or not the oh, Muppets could do oh, southern accents. Yes, I bet. Oh, man, I, I don't want to see the fisticuffs involved in that one. Yes. Surely that was just a huge, huge, huge fight, as, as anyone yes. can imagine. Well, yes. anyway, um, gosh, since we're running out of time, I think we need to go to the commercial break ASAP. And when I come back... This building may be burned to the ground, or my computer may explode. I don't know. So, folks, don't touch that dial. Stay tuned. We're here in this abandoned warehouse talking to someone who didn't use Flipper Media to produce their podcast. Sir, what do you have to say? Hey, let me out of here. Flipper Media, online media production and consulting. To jumpstart your projects, go to flipper.media. And it always bothers me when people talk about fatalism as if it is somehow related to whether or not we have free will. Because in Stop. my view, I can understand how determinism Don't. is JD. very much a... What, what's going Hold on? Hold on. What, what's the deal, Steve? Don't. Ouch. Steve? What? Oh, oh, hi. Yeah, JD, we're back, by the way. Oh, we're back on. Rats. I yes. always do that. It's terrible. Um, okay, well, anyways. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Let's Talk Muppets. Um, at this point, a dog has come and chewed off my left leg, but you know what? It's just a flesh wound. I'm going to keep going. So this brings us to... What was that? Nothing. I'm just messing with stuff on my desk. Oh, Steve's messing with stuff. Okay, then. Um, anyway, we were supposed to be moving on to burnt hamburgers. And this is the part of the show when we talk about our thoughts on the pigs in this episode. So you guys... The pigs play a very, very, very important role in this episode of the show, and it's really complicated, and I'm sure we have a lot of mixed feelings on this. So, without further ado, what are your thoughts on Andy and Randy? My thoughts, exactly. So let's move on. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Especially that that Andy. I know. Drives me nuts. Just the worst. Fairclough, anything? I like Randy. Yeah, Randy's Randy Randy's okay. He's awesome. I love Randy was so good in this in this episode. Yes. It's just right. That bit where he grabbed the coffee, like Oh that's my lazy. gosh. I mean, how how do you 
how does one get coffee more brilliantly than that? I ask you. If he doesn't get an Emmy nomination, I'm going to be very upset. No, absolutely. Randy? Randy was amazing. Andy, however, though, I, I don't know why they keep him on the show. He is so annoying and so frustrating. I it's never want to have to deal with his shenanigans again. Um, anyway. Oh, and a pig running a 5K. Can we just appreciate how funny that is for five seconds? Okay. <laughs> on your marks, get set, appreciate. Oh, that was good. Oh, that was fantastic. Very yeah, good appreciating everyone. I loved it. I loved it. Um, yeah, so Steve, what did you like so much about the pig running the 5K? Just the idea of a pig running a 5K. Wouldn't it have been great if they had actually cut to a, an actual live-action pig <laughs> running the 5K with the wig, the Denise wig on top? Funny. <laughs> wouldn't make any sense, but it would be funny. No, no, it wouldn't, but that's all right. Uh, yeah, this show needs more weird cutaways. Um... But yeah, I, I, I like Denise in this episode, but I really don't like the fact that she's not going to stay with Kermit. It's really driving me crazy. I needed them to be together a little bit longer. I didn't. Oh, won't you stay just a little bit? Okay, sorry. I want oh. you stay. <laughs> you, yes. you, 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 I had to. I'm sorry. Moving right along. So, Miss Piggy, what did we think of her portrayal in this one? It was good. I mean, she... At least she started to show a softer side in some way, which is nice because, I mean, she hasn't really shown a lot of it in the past. She brought coffee. That's got to count, count for something. That, yeah, that's like it. Um, no, I mean, she showed her softer side a few times. In the last, like, I'm probably being unfair when I say she hasn't done it at all because, you know, I can probably think of a handful of episodes where she did do it. But I think it was telling just when Kermit went up to her and said, you know, I have boundaries and I'm leaving early to be, uh, because tomorrow I have to do a 5K run. It, the fact that Piggy just went, okay, cool. Rather than, you know, previously she might have made like a, you know, a smart little comment about Denise or, you know, had a go at him for the fact that she was abandoned, he was abandoning the show or something like that. But it was good that she just, I think it was quite telling, yeah, that she just sort of went, yeah, right, no worries. She's, need to do. she's having a weird evolutionary jump. You know, you know. We midlife crisis. No, it's not. Well, it's not just yeah. that. It's a matter of how you know we've seen her kind of. I mean, she was evolving and becoming a very deep character in the seventies and eighties, and then in the nineties, that all just kind of slowed down, and she became more and more flat, and then all of a sudden, poof, she has a an upside again. Pick it a poncho. Yeah, that. Thank you for offering me a potential subtitle. No, you're welcome. I might think of a different one though. That's pretty good, though. You got to admit. I don't know. I was thinking something more. And we for, we completely glossed over, and this is just a beautiful line that stuck out that I, I forgot about until right now. Mm. A quote boozy game of Monopoly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that made it in. Oh yeah, there are a few things that I was a little bit surprised uh, surprised got kept into this episode. Or Uncle Deadly and his martini. Oh, there's that familiar bird. Oh, yes, deadly. Oh, the fact that they're letting, like, little Gloria Estefan, who I'm assuming is only meant to be a baby, drink a martini. An infant penguin drinking a martini, yes. So much so that it gets sick and vomits on, uh, on we, suede shoes. I mean, we completely glossed over that scene. That might be my favorite scene of the whole episode. 
Really? Hmm. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Are you kidding? First of all, you've got Uncle Deadly just on his own. He doesn't even have anyone to react off of, and he's still brilliant. He has okay. freaking Gloria Estefan to react no, 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 off okay, of, but, Stephen. But even just sitting on his own. Stephen, like, come on. And then when, when the Penguin comes up, like the, they're just such uh, an unlikely duo, but they duo so well. Oh, oh. Yeah, oh. you like that one? There's a familiar burn for you. Exactly what I was thinking. I came so close to saying there's that familiar burn. Oh, Hope boy. you guys stuck around for that one. Oh, yeah. Um, well, thank you for mentioning your favorite scene, Steve, because now you'll have to do it again because it's time for favorites. It's my fave. Okay, so... Oh boy, I have no idea where to start with this episode because there's a lot of cool stuff. I love seeing Ralph. It was great seeing him at the end there and actually being able to more clearly see the picture he's got with um, Jimmy Dean in the background. That was cool. Um, Which, by the way, there are way more than you can see. There are a bunch of classic pictures around. Like you should know this, having been in Ralph's Tavern. Right. But there are at least probably seven or eight pictures of Ralph and James Dean around the... Uh, of James Dean, Jimmy Dean, uh, around the bar. Huh. I don't know. I Which really... I thought was a, it was a nice touch. Yeah, very nice touch. Have you gotten to do a very close inspection of all the different places where they shoot the show? Uh, I had a, I had a good look around. Uh, main thing I sort of got to see was Kenneth's office, because that's where I spent most of my time. Well, that's where I but spent I had most of my time anyway, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had, a, I had a very good look. Would you like to hear a little tidbit about Kermit's office? Let's hear a little tidbit about Kermit's office. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for a new segment that we'll never get to do again. A little tidbit about Kermit's office. Do I get a jingle? No. You, you'll get it yeah. in post, yeah. No, I don't have my keyboard. JD will make a, a jingle for you in post, yeah. <sighs> fine, all right, fine. Cue the jingle. There, you get something. Go, Steve. Thanks. Go, go. As you know... As you know, the uh, the sets are all built up like three feet off the ground. Sorry, did you well, just say? Did you just say the sets are all built off thirty feet off the ground? No. What did no, you I say? Did not. I said the sets ah. are all built three feet off the ground. Three feet. As you would know, three feet. Right. Off the ground. Uh, Kermit's office is slightly higher than that. I don't know exactly. But his is slightly higher than everyone else because Steve Whitmire is the main one who uses it, and he's so much taller than everyone else. Oh, it's a good reason. Nice, nice little tidbit for you. Huh? Who'd have thought? And, and, and now the closing jingle. And now I don't have time to make a closing jingle. JD will make, make a closing jingle for you. Yes. Fine. Here's your freaking closing jingle. There, you happy? Not since I was a child. <sighs> wow. Okay. Time for the basically the last segment. A toast and a roast. Okay. So, 
Lots of people to toast, lots of people to roast, lots of people we want to burn in hell, but mostly Kristen Newman, Kirsten Newman, however you say her name. I don't care. Let's move right along and actually figure out who we like and dislike in this episode. Hmm. What do you got, Steve? Uh, okay. I am going... I have an unlikely toast. Oh. Oh, let's and do I this. I haven't mentioned this until right now. Okay. I am going to toast Pablo. Do you know who Pablo is? Oh, yes. <laughs> That's an obscure reference. Uh, JD? No. Not even a name. All right. JD, I'm about to make your day. Make my day. Pablo, and, and you and I have discussed this person nearly in every episode of this podcast. Really? Pablo. <gasps> oh, my gosh. As it turns out. Oh, yes, no. Oh, you're kidding. the real name of Baldhead Beard Guy. Baldhead Beard Guy! We finally know the name of the bald head beard guy. At long last, he has a name. I couldn't believe when she said it. Like, Pablo's not a name. Really? Because it's his name? Oh, my God. Yes, that is his real name, uh, at least in the show. And uh, then as far as someone to roast, I, I can't really think of anyone because every... No, you know what? Uh, I'm going to... I'm going to have to roast Key and Peel because, again, I just don't think they contributed a whole lot. I think you could have plugged in any other interchangeable celebrity there, unfortunately. And I know that they're really funny, and I know they have a lot of fans, and they're all going to email you, JD, and and, and say terrible things to you, so I apologize for that in advance. Me, but, M-E, at MuppetCast.com. Uh, I really do think... They had an opportunity to be funnier and to contribute more than they did. And all counting for taste. Well, Steve, um, first of all, you're wrong. Secondly, fortunately, we have Jared to follow you who might have something better to say. Jared? All right, my toast first. I'm going to uh, give to, uh, what's her name? June Diane Raphael, who plays Lucy in the Head of the Network. Okay. I'm just yeah, a really big fan of hers. Yeah. Uh, in general, I've been a fan of hers for years, and so it was nice when she uh, saw that she would join the cast. I thought she was funny. I thought she was that sort of little bit too sweet. So I'm not sure whether or not one day she's just going to snap and become a little bit evil. And I think that would work more than, like, them against her would work a little bit more than them against Parche. Uh, so that's my toast. My roast I'm actually going to give to the editors of the whole show. Oh. Oh, oh, let's, mm. what, what's this all about, Jared? Okay. So, and it's purely for one scene, um, actually not even one scene, just one quick section. When Pepe is the Uber driver and he's in the back seat with, uh, with the blue-dressed girl and they're dancing, he leans forward and he says, I love the Ubers. And if you look between the headrest and the seat where the driver is, 
you can see Bill Beretta's hair. Um, and bum, no one bum, picked that up. Bum, bum, bum. Now I've got to go think that might be the, I think that might be the first time you've seen a puppeteer in this series. Man. Okay, I am not joking right now. The lights just went out. <laughs> and, okay, wait. The lights just came back on. Oh, thank goodness. I am so I confused. I mean, that's terrible. But I don't know what I mean. Okay. Oh, boy. All right. Now, I do not know who to toast or who to roast. So this puts me in an interesting position now, doesn't it? I'm really, 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 really scared of Kristen Newman. I have a phobia here. And do you want to know why? Sure. Thank you for playing along. Steve, screw you. So here's the thing. If you look at if you look up Kristen Newman, you look at her Twitter, you look her up on Google, what you will see is that she keeps calling herself the other Kristen Newman. And so all that I'm wondering is what in the world did she do to the first Kristen Newman? What happened to the first one? Okay. What happened yeah. to the first one? Is she a clone? Is this? Are there several Kristen Newmans walking around rebooting several different shows? What's going on here? I don't know. I'm scared. All I know okay. is there is All this right. woman out there, or so she says, who apparently, according to what I read, is not the first of herself. And so, I don't know. I'm nervous. So I'm tempted to roast her, but I'm tempted to toast her. Because... With a new showrunner, this show could have been ruined very, very easily, but it's only getting stronger and stronger. So, here's what I'm going to do. I am going to roast the other Kristen Newman, and I'm Wait, going... Wait, do you mean the first one? Or I the other mean one? the other one. And I'm going okay. to toast the real Kristen Newman, because... Wherever she is? Whoever she is, whatever she is, wherever she is, if it's okay. even a she... Um, because, well, let's face it, we can always trust the original, right? Okay. Okay, so there you go. That, that was complex. That, that was a very complex toast and a roast, but you know what? It got us through this episode so we can finally be done. Okay. Oh, thank God. I know. Finally, it's I'm over. So hungry. I, I don't I, believe it yet. I know. We're not done, so I don't believe it yet. You don't, you don't think we're done? Because seriously, no. all my technology could cut out right now. Well, it could. It could. Yes. Um, anyway, Steve, would you like to wrap up? Would you like to say all your things about where people can find you on the interwebs? Oh, please. Go please. for it. Please, yes. Uh, yes, my name is Steve Swanson, spelled as it sounds, S-T-Y-X. And you can find me at... What? Continue. Nothing. Oh. You can find me over at MuppetCast.com, and the show will be returning very soon. Actually, we've had a hiatus of our own... And we'll be back with the Muppet Madness Tournament at the end of February. I'm still not giving away what the tournament is about yet, but you're going to love it. So get ready for more new episodes of the Muppet Cast and iTunes at MuppetCast.com and MuppetTournament.com. I already love the upcoming Muppet Madness Tournament. Oh my gosh, it's going to be so much fun. I know, I am so freaking excited. Yes. And this time, if we do it right, I think people might actually not hate us for screwing everything up. I was going to say, maybe they won't hate us at the end of it. I know. I, I don't know. think people really hated it. You hated it, all right? Let's just 
be honest. Well, you weren't happy with how it turned out. I was uncomfortable with the card system because it relies too much on chance and not enough So on you're putting your hang-ups onto everyone else, just like I think, always. I think I'm hearing a knock on my door. <laughs> okay, hold on a second. I'll be right back. <laughs> We're really going to have to end it right now because someone's <laughs> oh, telling them okay. to get out of this I'll get building. out of here shortly then. Sorry. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this building's about to close. <laughs> okay. I'm not we, kidding. We can find in that in two minutes. <laughs> I am not kidding you. This is amazing. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> Oh, let's go. Let's Steve. go. Okay. Come on. Okay, we got this. We got this. All right. Jared, Jared, go. where are go. you from? Okay. Uh, you can find me at the, the Muppet Mindset. Oh, actually, not the Muppet Mindset, just MuppetMindset.com. Uh, and my name's Jared, spelt like it sounds K F C. Okay. Great. All right. Now it's my turn. My name is J.D. Hansel, spelled exactly how it sounds J T H A N K S L A Y B E N. And uh, you can find me at MuppetHub.com, and you can subscribe to the podcasts there, so please do that. And this brings us to the end of the show, so I need to find something to say to wrap this up really quickly, because I have to go, because they're going to close the building. Oh my gosh. <sighs> I'm J.D. Hansel, and I'm a miserable wreck. <laughs> okay. Thank you for right. and good night. I know everyone has to go. Yeah. All right. Get out of that building. I know. Before it blows. I know. Thank you, Jared, for your patience. Pleasure. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. See you, guys.